Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you don't know, you won't know, but we about to tell you, so it's okay. My name is Dangerous Duke. And it's your boy, Stevie Jobber. And we are the Dangerous Jobbers Podcast. We just putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. Uh, first things first, before we kick off with the wrestler of the pod, we got some sad news today. Earlier this week, uh, a actor and former occasional wrestler passed away. So we just want to take this moment and say rest in peace to Tommy Lister. Most of y'all might know him as Debo from the Friday movies. Mm -hmm. But for you wrestling fans, you might know him as Zeus from WCW. This man was a great actor. He was in a bunch of movies. He was in Friday. He was in The Fifth Element. He was in, uh, what was that other movie I'm trying to think of? Um, uh, I'm blanking on the other movie, but he was in a bunch of movies and... We just want to say right at this moment, prayers to his family and friends and condolences to anybody who was affected by it. Most definitely. Um, and with that being said, now we are going to kick it off with the wrestler of the pod. And for that, you got Stevie Jobber. All right. Big momentous announcement. This pod, uh, a while ago, we announced the first two-time female wrestler of the pod, Masha Slamovich. Mm-hmm. Today, we have our first male two-time wrestler of the pod. Oh, oh, oh who's this? From uh, MLW, Myron Reed. Ooh. Yes, sir. Yes, okay, sir. okay. Um, for a lot of reasons. But uh, he's the uh, M- current MLW openweight champion. Mm-hmm. A middleweight champion. Yeah, yeah. They have a lot of open. Yeah, of every promotion has, is starting to get an openweight champion now. Yeah, yeah, which is not a bad idea. But anyway... To highlight Myron Reed, current middleweight MLW champion, mm-hmm. for uh, reasons that we're going to get to uh, a little bit later. But tremendous talent. He cut a really good promo if you go on uh, MLW's Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, for the latest news on him, with uh, our other wrestler of the pod, Jordan Oliver, in the background, he delivered a very great, um, uh, a very great challenging promo to... Uh, Another probably future wrestler of the pod now that he's back on the indies. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's our wrestler of the pod. So starting off with the indie news, I'm going to hit New Japan first um, because it's a great start to a lot of other branches of the pod we're going to be getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to report small news. The Super J Cup is going on. Um, they just had their first round. So I got the conclusions of the uh, Super J Cup. Uh, at least that first round. So in the first round, a lot of surprises for me because a lot of the people that ended up winning were not the people I expected. Oh, damn. But going into the rest of this, everything's going to start to add up. Okay. I was I was going to say, don't you just love it when uh, whenever you make a prediction and your prediction doesn't turn out right? And, right. Then, and then you make a couple predictions and they <laughs> all just turn out poo-poo? Yeah, yeah, but you know what? It's it's okay because um it's gonna be it's gonna be great for the pod to see how these things play out. So first one, not really as important. Mm-hmm. Um we got Chris Bay from uh Impact Wrestling, formerly TNA beating Clark Connors. Okay. You know, that one that one I didn't put too much into. But <laughs> um very funny one. Blake Christian, um, arch rival of one Leo Rush from uh, the GCW days, 
beat uh, Ray Horace. So Blake Christian moved on to round two. Mm. And not beating him there, ironically enough, is uh, Leo Rush. He lost in the first round to El Fantasma, um, which shocked me, really. Hmm. But seeing where the rest of this goes, it kind of lines up for you at a different angle as to why he can't currently be in Japan. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm honestly still surprised he made it to Japan. Like, not to say he's not talented, because he is, like, uber freaking talented. Uber. But I just didn't see him going to Japan at all. Well, yes. Well, I say that for certain guys, too. Yeah. But apparently, he's always wanted to go to Japan. Mm-hmm. So maybe after um, his run in The Challenge, the TV show The Challenge. Yeah. I think he's the first uh, pro wrestler to be on The Challenge. Mm. So uh, for those reasons, obviously, you can't be in Japan at the same time, because you have mm-hmm. to do tapings. And- yeah. Oh, that good junk. But so, so I see why he lost. Still, um, it's still a great thing to see him over there, even if it's just for you know a one-off thing. Oh, absolutely, and I think it might also be because of upcoming events, mm-hmm. which we're gonna get into in a minute. Which we're gonna get into. So Leo Rush loses um, in first round to El Fantasmo, where Blake Christian wins. So it'll be Blake Christian versus Chris Bay. Okay. Also winning in the first round of the New Japan Super J Cup, um, ACH. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He beat TJP, mm. which is also going to play out in this pod because we have been ragging on how TJP can't win shit for a very long time. Very but true. This is going to be a very fun pod. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's always fun when you, when, when you get the shit on TJP a little bit. So this is going to be a very interesting pod because moving on to our MLW news where we get into our wrestler of the pod, Myron Reed, mm-hmm. MLW middleweight champion, um, the promo he released was calling out one Leo Rush. Ooh. So uh, on January 6th at King of Coliseum, the uh, MLW pay-per-view, the middleweight title will be on the line against one Leo Rush. I cannot wait to see that match. This is going to be fun. That is a match that not a lot of people know about MLW, but if you know Myron Reed, some people might, some people might not, and that's okay. Right. A lot of people know Leo Rush. Absolutely. That match on paper just looks it's gonna be beautiful. Good. It looks great. It looks beautiful. That is a match that just make just might make me want to actually like buy their pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If you follow them or you follow us on our uh, on our Twitter, I repost a lot of stuff from there because we get a lot of love from um, the guys in that company. Yeah, we definitely do. And um, we have two wrestlers of pod in that company. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, yeah. Um, and they just they they really been where it's at. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for like the next big promotion for the next big names, the Von Erics are over there. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of good talent over there. So. Chris Bay versus Leo Rush. I mean, that's going to be something. Yeah. That's going to be something. MLW is definitely a place to uh, to watch, especially with all these like younger talents. Mm-hmm. In fact, now that I think about it, we've had a couple, we've had more than, uh, we've had more than two people from over there as wrestler of the pods. We have who else? Was we've had Myron Reed. Yes. We've been there twice. Yes. We had Jordan Oliver. Yes. We had uh, Jacob Fatu. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's their we heavyweight champ. Yeah, 
MLW is a place. Mm-hmm. To be. Yeah. And that, and that's a guy that's a yeah that's you know a guy who was a WWE guy at one point. You know what else? ACH is over there too now. Oh, see. So we MLW. I mean, it's yo, a, MLW's hitting a come up. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. They they about to be they about to be next up for this. You so, know what they're kind of reminding me of? What? When CZW had all those guys oh, that yeah. were yeah. like big names, like within the last few years for mm-hmm. WWE. Mm-hmm. Like CZW had uh they had Moxley, they had um Gulak. They had Gulak. If I'm not mistaken, I think uh, Adam Cole was over there for a little bit. Yep. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Yep. Marty Skrull was over there. They've had a few guys over there for a mm-hmm. little bit. Mm-hmm. So, damn, so yeah. It might be, it might be shifting over to MLW. Yeah, MLW. I shoot Jordan Oliver was over in CZW, too. Yeah, see? Yeah, yeah, yeah he was the CZW wire champ, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Keep M- an eye on MLW. Keep an eye on MLW, them. definitely, because they're hitting a come up for sure. Follow them. Follow them. All right. So, so on top of um, the segue from Leo Rush losing in the first round of New Japan to challenging Myron Reed and MLW, another um, tracing storyline as we get into Impact news. Mm-hmm. There's a big, there's big Impact news, but there's a small level of Impact news um, that I think is hilarious. So, following Impact's final resolution. Um, the man that can't win anything, TJP, mm-hmm. um, recently lost the uh, <laughs> recently lost the X Division title match to Rohit, who had the stipulation that you can no longer challenge for the title, the X Division Championship, as long as I am champion. I just love that. And he lost that match, as we, I mean, we've come to expect. Yeah. But in funny, funny, hilarious news. Um, there is a new X Division champion, Manic, <laughs> formerly known as fucking TJP. What an Eddie Guerrero thing to do! <laughs> I'm just gonna be a different person, though. So TJP has finally won something. Apparently, TJP the person can't win anything. Yeah, no, no. But Manic. Seems to be a uh, a form of TJP that wins matches. Jesus, we found the solution. He just can't be himself. I I I have no words for TJP at this point. TJP is a worse version of Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> In the point He's where a great enhancement talent, but he just shouldn't be a champion. Yep, like. At all, at least Dolph had a run where you could kind of believe him as a. And even if you didn't believe Dolph as a champion, you yeah. wanted it at that time. You wanted to, and it was a solid two month, a two month stretch, mm-hmm. and then it never happened again. And he had a while, but yeah, I I think he is a worse version of Dolph Ziggler. Not to say Dolph Ziggler is bad because he's not. Neither of them are. In uh, ring. Yeah. In ring. Okay, in ring. Okay, yeah. TJP's but he's impressive. Yeah, he he is impressive in ring, but I mean, just the character, the way he acts, it's kind of just like washing paint dry on a cold winter day. Mm. Mm. So I mean, good job, the manic. Yeah. TJP. Glad uh, to see him back. Yeah. Oh my god, way better than that other guy. So, so what? What other guys? To manic. <laughs> TJ who? <laughs> For winning the new, for becoming the new X Division champion, somehow even when you ban someone from challenging for a title, they make the storyline work. 
But yeah. that that's a credit to the great work they're doing over there in Impact. Pulled the whole Mick Foley. <laughs> right, right. Or Hogan when he came back. As oh, Captain yeah. Uh huh. And took that lie detector test. Like, yeah. Like, we know that's you under that mask, Hogan. He's such a bad actor. But shout out to Manic. Glad you came back. Even though I'm so sure Suicide was like back for a while as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're pulling all this what, off. Wasn't once. he Suicide at one point? He too? was Suicide at one point. I think I, he I was. I, th- I think he was. <laughs> Because I, I can remember back in... um, When they did the unmasking of Suicide, they named him Manic. No, I, I mean when uh when Aries, Austin Aries was in TNA, and he won the X Division title as Suicide. Oh, yeah, yeah, And he was yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. the man who started Option C, which I still love to this day. Mm. Uh, and then the, the following week, he had the X Division title, and then uh, TJP came out. I think this was before he was TJP. Yeah. And Hogan was like, this is the real suicide. And he was like all beat up and and mm-hmm. hobbling and stuff. So he was suicide at one point, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just leave TJP under a mask and call it a day. <laughs> right. <laughs> Apparently that's the only way it can be. That, that is the solution. We don't need to see TJP. We'll just know it's Maybe him. it's his face. Maybe, yeah. that's, maybe that's what's getting in the way of the suicide. That's a face only a steel chair could it's love. Just, <laughs> it's just something about your face just makes me want to. Uh-huh. Makes me want to let you lose. It's just, I don't know, something about that face. Okay, Dolph. <laughs> he went in with like a paper bag over his head and was like, I'm really frustrated. And they was like, who is this kid? I like him. <laughs> Let's put a title on this guy. <laughs> something about that face. Yeah, something about that face. Let me tell you, brother. But um, the big impact news, which segues perfectly in our AEW stuff, new AEW champion... Kenny Omega. I'm loving this. Then with uh, his invisible hand, Don Kylis, <laughs> um, cut a good promo oh, on Impact. But before you talk about this, into promotional brand. before you talk about this, yeah. I just want to say something. Yeah. Is Am I the only one that thinks Don Kylis looks a little bit like Michael Keaton? He does look a little bit like Because I was watching it and I'm like, all right, I, I, I'm getting Michael Keaton vibes. Like I'm, I'm getting a... Uh, I didn't want to say Beetlejuice, but that's he, probably he, he like his big movie. Yeah, see Falcon. There you go. I'm, I, I, <laughs> he can I'm play get, Falcon. Yeah, I, I'm getting Falcon, yeah, uh, Falcon, yeah. Falcon vibes. Yeah, he can play Falcon. You know, he cuts a great promo too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he definitely does. I've been realizing that. I was waiting for him to mess up the past two times I've been watching him do promos. He's good on the mic. Yeah, Don Callis is good. He's good on the mic. So apparently, um, they explain their whole plan on Impact. Um, apparently Kenny's dad trained Don Callis. Mm-hmm. So when he got introduced to Kenny Omega, he made it his mission to guide Kenny behind the scenes. Yeah. So the plot to become world champion was years in the making. Mm-hmm. They've credited themselves with making AEW with strategically planning out how to do this whole um enter brand and mm-hmm. uh so apparently Kenny is Kenny's new, Kenny's new thing is going to be the the belt collector. Yeah. Cuz he just won in AAA. He defended his AAA championship. Yeah. Yeah, um honestly, what I think I'm actually looking forward to this. This is something I'm really looking forward to. 
I want to see how Kenny is as the belt collector, man, because if he can actually start collecting all these belts from different promotions like Kurt Angle did mm-hmm. with Impact, mm-hmm. that'll be badass. Yeah. And I feel like he, I feel like he was kind of teasing me a little bit. Like I, I wanted something to happen when he cut that first promo mm-hmm. with Don Callis, and he was like, goodbye and good night. It gave me Bullet Club vibes, and I was like, oh, he's teasing me, this bastard. He's doing the thing again. I know. He, he was like, should we do the thing? I think we <laughs> should do the thing. thing. We've been waiting two years to see the thing. No, nah, but this is actually pretty interesting, man. And then especially given the fact that he just had that little uh, that little interaction with Carl Anderson. And he's like... I, okay, so you saw that too. Yeah, so he's like, I want to yeah, see, yeah, yeah. see the machine gun. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, damn it, I want to see the machine gun that, too. That was, that was what intrigued me more. Like, the promo was really encapsulating. I like how they put it together. Don Collins can really talk. But seeing Carl and him I know. and shoot the shit for a minute was like, oh. Right. I was like, come on, just bring it. You're just right? bring yeah. it. So, I mean, I don't know. Because now I feel like, well. They're teasing you a little bit. but Like, they're teasing you, but they're not teasing you. Because they were talking about back in the day. And, you mm-hmm. know, it was just, and I was like, whoa. You want to know how... Are they going to help him, like, take the belt off of Rich Swan? Oh, man, if Carl, man... Or are they going to come over and be against the Young Bucks and everybody now? Like... You know what? Is it just going to be Kenny and the guys? Like, Kenny and the Good Brothers? You want to know how I I really think shit will hit the fan? If they can happen to work something out with New Japan? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. And you see my boy Tama Tonga come in. I think that'll be... I will. I'm gonna mark out if that happens. That's what I would like to. Happen. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was marking out a little bit for Carl Anderson because yeah, every like if you don't know, Carl Anderson is my boy. I love Carl Anderson, but if I see Tama Tonga hit somewhere, Tama Tonga is, is two of our biggest. Yeah, Tama Tonga. We man, both she, love Tama Tonga. Quick shout out to him because he's doing his damn thing he's doing too. His thing. Back with the baby face assassin. Real shit. Tapping out Hiroshi Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. Doing his thing. No, nah, but this uh, this Kenny Omega thing, I'm excited. Cause I'm excited. I'm we're excited. we're getting we're getting the cleaner, but upped a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And there's rumors it might come to him fighting his uh, ex teammate from the Golden Lovers, Kota Ibushi. Again, for holy that shit. I, yeah, for that uh, IWGP title. I'm with it. I'm with it. So because... this could all end very Bullet Club. Yeah, I got <laughs> this could all end. Very Honestly, bullet. I'm with that because they have to counteract WWE's biggest powerhouse right now, and yeah. and their biggest powerhouse is Roman. Yeah, yeah. So they're Kenny's kind of giving me Roman vibes, but in a different way. Yeah, like yeah. Roman is uh, the tribal chief, the head of the table, you know, all that good shit, and then you got Kenny Omega becoming the belt collector. Mm-hmm. Like he's just going everywhere, and just becoming the head of everyone's table. Yeah. In every promotion. Yeah. I that's a fun that's a fun thought. Yeah, like, be, Triple H can say they're open to competition as much as he wants, but you know Vince not doing that shit. Yeah. But it would be very fun to see Kenny Omega go up against Roman Reigns. It absolutely would. Oh my god. The tribal chief versus the bell collector. Ooh. If this would have happened three years Ooh. ago, it would not have... The Don Collins versus Paul Heyman promo. Oh, my God. <laughs> if this would have happened three years ago, I would not have been interested. But since it's happening now, now yeah, it is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So Isn't that, it great how 2020 has played out for the big guns? <laughs> shit, the COVID era turned out pretty well, man, yeah, if you ask man. me, when it comes to wrestling. 
Hashtag. But honestly, when everybody was calling for Roman to turn heel three years ago, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen, and we were all upset, I think AEW and Kenny Omega just made me realize that it's okay he didn't turn heel. Yeah, now it's okay. Yeah, now it's okay. Now it's okay. Who would have thought that another company would have made it okay that we didn't turn Roman heel? That just tells me how great of a character Kenny Omega is. You know, wrestling is in a very different place today. Mm-hmm. With everything being online and seeing the wrestling companies that are really out here doing it, mm-hmm. they're taking the reins back. You yeah, like, I mean? you're actually starting to get quality stuff. Mm-hmm. From a lot of different places. We and, don't and, have to just rely on WWE. We don't have to just have yeah, to Yeah, you, you really don't. And that, that's the beauty of social media at this point. Because other people from other promotions can see what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you had that little skirmish. Not a skirmish, but you had that little, uh, that little tiny uh, shot-throwing contest a couple years ago between Randy and the Young Bucks. When yeah, the when the yeah when the young bucks started doing RKOs and stuff, mm-hmm. as like a shot to Randy and Randy's like, wow, okay, you're gonna use my move, and then they're like, yeah, okay, that's your move. Not not to mention there was a guy by the name of a uh, mm-hmm. Diamond Dallas Page who made that famous. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I really credit um, AEW and Impact mm-hmm. now because Impact was kind of a joke way back. Not even way back. It wasn't even that long ago. No, like three years ago. Um, but now a with AEW and Impact putting all their stuff on social media and being so open, mm-hmm. it really creates a different environment for you if you had just watched wrestling before, had just watched WWE before. Mm-hmm. Because now they show you all of their show. Yeah. So you can stay in the loop and um, you can stay on with all of their stuff and what they're doing and look for them a lot more. Yeah. So you don't really have to see them on TV. Yeah, because I mean, you can still be a bigger fan of them than what's going yeah, on. Yeah, because it definitely. I'm not gonna lie. It definitely is hard to find impact on TV. Mm-hmm. But with their stuff being so open on, you know, they have their own network. You can watch them on YouTube. You can literally watch the entire matches on YouTube, not yep. just clips. Yep. And even if you watch the clips, that's enough to tell you what happened in the match. And just watching the clips alone, you can tell if the match was good, if the match was bad, mm-hmm. if the segment was good, if the segment was bad. A lot of companies right now, you can actually see, are doing good stuff. Very good stuff. Like, Impact is doing great. MLW is climbing. Fantastic. Not a lot of people knew about NWA. NWA is doing their thing. Great. Ring of Honor just Ring of Honor just started back up, and they're doing pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all these companies right now are doing great things, and... I think AEW was probably the probably the front There's runner very of spearhead for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. That's the word, the spearhead. spearhead. AEW was the spearhead for that. Cuz literally once AEW started, you started seeing so much more about Impact. You started seeing so much more about MLW. Mm-hmm. NWA. It it wasn't it wasn't just WWE and, you know, the occasional New Japan matches. Right. Yeah, yeah, that you had to scour to find. Mm-hmm. You would hear about it through the grapevine, and then you had to look everywhere just to see the matches. Yeah, and you got lucky if you found, you know, match highlights on YouTube. Yeah, and sometimes that's all you would get, mm-hmm. just the highlights. Yeah, because I know not a lot of people watch the, uh, the Jericho Omega match, for example. Like, not a lot of people watch that entire match. They just probably watched the five-minute highlight clip. 
Yeah, that's all I got to see. And not realizing the match was an hour long. Yeah, so shout out to AEW. And shout out to them being so open and working with everybody. Mm-hmm, for real. Because it really puts everybody on the level. Because now you can look at just individual talents. Mm-hmm. And know the names of the different companies that they come from. Yeah, you definitely can. know how can. important they are. I mean, I think what's going to happen eventually is you'll see you'll see them go to New Japan. You'll see them go to... They're already going to Impact. Mm-hmm. You'll see them hit Ring of Honor. Yeah. You're going to see them hit all the major... Not major, but all the, like, you know, second-tier companies. So it's going to be a great thing to see. And who knows? Maybe eventually, like, shot in the dark, maybe Hunter is open to the idea. I doubt it'll happen, but maybe Hunter's open to the idea eventually. I think if anyone in the WWE could be open to that and have it happen, it'll be Hunter. Absolutely. Because I don't see Vince damn sure ain't doing it. I don't see Steph doing like I, Steph maybe because you know Hunter might say something to mm-hmm. him. I don't see Shane being open to it. Maybe, but I I don't I think Shane will be in the same boat as Vince and not be okay with it. You know what? Um... As always, I feel like Triple H has his finger on the pulse. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, he, he's definitely probably the most level-headed person when it comes to the companies around them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he says they welcome competition, but they're also open to stuff. Mm-hmm. Like how they did that, uh, the, the partnership would evolve. And you know what? I think that's where it comes from because... Where Vince is in the where Vince is in the business of buying out, buying mm-hmm. libraries, you know. Um, I think Triple H appreciates having somebody to exchange talent with. I think he Yeah. I think he he I think he values that um equal exchange part. I th- I, yeah, I mean I think the perfect example would be NXT. Yeah. Because l- look at FCW. When FCW was around before NXT Matter of fact, not even FCW. Let's go. Uh, let's go back even a little bit further. Let's go OVW. Yeah. You called people up from OVW. You never sent people back down to OVW. Mm-hmm. You you just cut them. NXT. You call people up from NXT. You also can send people down to NXT. Mm-hmm. You can also have people from NXT fighting people on the main roster. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania, perfect example. Rhea Ripley versus uh, Charlotte. Right. Charlotte Finn Balor, you sent them back down to NXT. Ember Moon, you sent her back to NXT. You can elevate people up from NXT and literally take them back and do whatever you need to do with them. So you can have that exchange, that healthy exchange. Mm -hmm. Granted, you know, it's still their company, but you can still have that type of exchange with other companies. Mm -hmm. I think Ring of Honor would be a perfect one. I I just think that, and and not even to count how many world champions from Ring of Honor they brought on. Mm -hmm. I just think that at some point they have to, and maybe maybe this will help them get around the union problem. Mm -hmm. Um, because I feel like eventually that's coming too. But yeah, I feel like just as a way to prolong the, because it seems at this point Vince doesn't want to, he doesn't want to, you know. Sign them as employees. He's good yeah. I mean, I which which I that that that's a whole other story which for a whole other pod. Is, yeah, that's a whole separate pod in itself. But I think to get around a lot of the issues wrestlers are having in the company, mm-hmm. um, a standard contract change 
that would let them work with certain companies would really help the morale and really help them as far as building genuine um, relationships, genuine relationships, building genuine um, figureheads because Mm -hmm. it's so hard to find guys that are standout guys nowadays for real in their company specifically than it is in companies like AEW, like New Japan, where people can make a name and a general buzz around themselves. Yeah, because there's, I mean, a, that's why I say AEW is a great spearhead because you have so many people in AEW that can bridge the gap between AEW, AEW and these other companies. Mm-hmm. You got Kenny, Cody, they can, well, not even Cody, you got Kenny. He can bridge the, uh, the New Japan gap. Yeah. You have... You know, um, you have talent that can bridge the gap from Impact. Mm-hmm. You have Ring of Honor people who can bridge the gap with AEW. I I don't know how this could happen, but I think Cody and Hunter may be able to bridge the gap between WWE and AEW. Yeah. That definitely won't happen. But they, I mean, they have to have some sort of sit down about Cody breaking his throne. But but you could also have people from WWE. Bridge the gap to Ring of Honor. Yeah, Adam Cole. And I and I mean, you know what? There's not. It's not like there isn't people they can go through. Yeah, like, like get... maybe Cody and Hunter can't actually sit down, but it's not like Billy Gunn can't make a call and talk yeah, to yeah. them about you know maybe and setting it, exactly. Something and up and if Billy Gunn and if Billy Gunn couldn't talk to Hunter, you got Billy Gunn, you got Road Dog, you got Billy Gunn, you got Sean. Right. There's there's a connection there. And I think that's what AEW is really building their backstage on, mm-hmm. is wrestling heads that know how to talk to other wrestling heads. Yeah. Well, that, that's why that's why I was saying for WWE, I think Ring of Honor would be a perfect place to, you know, start bridging the gap. Mm-hmm. Because you have Adam Cole, you got Samoa Joe. They can bridge that gap, and you can talk to, you know, the Ring of Honor higher-ups. Let's say Marty Skrull, because he's their head writer. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me you can't get Adam Cole to talk to Marty's girl for you guys and bridge that gap somehow? Right. Like, there's a there's a way to do it. I think once they have the initiative to, mm-hmm. there's a good rapport. And I think it'll go well for their um, well for their popularity, well for their fanfare to have people that are generally over. Yeah, I mean, because it, it definitely could happen. But who knows? Only time will tell within these all, all these... Uh, all these companies and shit, so maybe something can happen. Yeah, but um, moving on, since we finished wrapping up the Impact news, um, moving on to AEW news, before we talk about the big things, because I know that's coming, um, small news on the uh, third generation, second, third generation level. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Pillman Jr. has found himself a tag team partner. Okay. Um, and one Griff Garrison. Who I don't know from a can of paint, but Ooh. I'll tell you what, um, you know what, because I saw him when they were looking for uh, Jungle Boy, because they, they mistaked him for Jungle Boy, um, back when the Dark Order was fighting with uh, Jurassic Express. Okay. They went all around the locker room, because uh, Evil Uno had told him to get... Uh, Jungle Boy, and they came back with Griff Garrison. <laughs> this just sounds... He sounds like the guy from Back to the Future. We got Griff McReynolds. <laughs> they found Griff Garrison, and Evil Uno was like, this isn't Jungle Boy. Who the fuck is this? And they're like, this is Griff Garrison. He was like, who the fuck is Griff Garrison? He pulled a Conor McGregor. He said, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> he was like, who the fuck is Griff Garrison? Oh, man. 
So now Griff Garrison is Brian Pillman's tag partner, and oh, okay. they have dubbed themselves the Varsity Blondes. Wait, 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 wait. Say that again? They are the Varsity Blondes. The Varsity Blondes. Wow, that just, uh, that, that, that sounds oddly familiar. Oddly, oddly familiar. I remember a blonde guy. I remember I remember two blonde guys on on a, T, a TNT show that were calling themselves uh such and such blondes. Hmm. One of them was definitely Stone Cold. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I was going to say I remember I remember Stone Cold being there well before he was Stone Cold. Yes. But who do we think uh who who could this other guy be? Some he had he, he had to be blonde. Yes, definitely. Had to be blonde. Um, um I'm blanking. I was gonna say Myron I'm Myron. Myron Billman. Who? I have no idea what is going Myron on here. Billman? Sounds oddly oddly enough. It's, it's very familiar. It's yeah, very I mean, familiar. like I just can't put my finger on it. I mean, I feel like if I seen it, yes, it would it, it would, would just pop ring up a bell for you. Yeah, I, I think it definitely would. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, it's a thing. Varsity Blondes, you know. Um, Who who even knows nowadays? But, I mean, I guess this can, uh, I guess this can lead to something interesting. What do you think? Um, Well, you know what? I think Brian Pillman has a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. I think they're still waiting for him to gain his name. But I think, you know, with second generation, third generation, because they're trying to do a lot of it. They're trying to do Taz. Yeah. They're trying to do the Pillmans. They're trying to do the Guns. So I think everyone has to kind of earn their weight. Yeah. Um, but I just I just like the Pillman's up to something. Mm-hmm. I like to keep my eye on Pillman. I think he'll be a wrestler of the pod one of these days too. So yeah, I mean it could definitely happen. I mean he has the pedigree. Given you know he's a he's a he's the son of a former he's a former uh, son of a former wrestler. Mm-hmm. So I mean it's only a matter of time where you know he starts to you know mold that potential right so, so I, think, I think it's just all in a matter of time but just some small news because i keep my eye on brian pillman yeah yeah you you've definitely been a a fan of brian pillman for a while now mm-hmm. all right so we're talking about the big thing now <sighs> uh, i think so man are you, are you ready for it and winter has come it winter definitely damn sure has come do you want to say it or should I say it? You might say it. You might be able to say it better than me. It stinks. <laughs> yeah, for those of y'all who don't know, man, if y'all been living under a rock for the last, you know, couple weeks or so, Sting is back and he, he is back to and us. He is back among us. Uh, TNT has the man back for real, and that is that is crazy because this is the first time. Mm-hmm. In almost 20 damn years. It's been a very long time. That Sting has been on TNT. Very long time. I think it's been about 18. I think the last time was, you know, 2001, 2002. Yeah. So it, it has been almost 20 years since he has been it's on been TNT television. And I am over the moon excited for this to happen. Um, and It felt good. It did. A uh, quick, I want to say a quick, quick side note though. Um, for those of y'all who don't know, 
I happen to collect WWE Funko Pops. And I bought one from a friend of ours that we usually shout out here. Stopping Funko with JLH. Okay. And as soon as Sting reappeared on TNT. Good man, JLH. He messaged me and said, if I had known Sting was going to come back to wrestling, I would not have sold you that Sting pop. <laughs> and I am grateful to everything above and beyond that he did because now I am never letting that thing go. Right. Especially since it has the WWE logo on it and now he's in AEW. That's Ooh, You best believe I'm not letting that go. You think, you think uh, Vince was upset? Oh, absolutely. Vince had to be pissed. I, I believe it. Vince was pissed because they kept telling him, yeah, uh, we don't think we're going to get you back in a ring. It's not going to no happen. Undertaker. Yeah, no one. I, honestly, I think that might be what did that's it. That's really all he wanted. I know that's all he wanted. I know that is all he wanted to be there for. Yeah. They didn't give him the one thing. And I mean, I know he's, honestly, his time in WWE, as much as he might be grateful that that fans liked it, that he was there, I believe he wasn't a fan of it. I don't. I don't think he won. Like, not that it was terrible for him, but no. it just wasn't what he expected. Yeah, I don't think his run was what he wanted it to be. Yeah, I mean, granted, you know, a lot of things happened in that time frame. You know, he had the he had the injury. Mm-hmm. Undertaker was, you know, battling injuries too. They were both, you know, on a well. Taker was more part time than Sting was at the time. Yeah. Um. So it. I just felt like, you know, given that's the one thing Sting wanted and it couldn't happen, that's why it just wasn't, you know, all lived up to what Sting expected it to be. Yeah. But Sting still had some, like, he still had some memorable moments over there. He, You know, his his first ever appearance alone. Very Survivor Series. Yeah. What a hell of a place to make your debut. Same place as Undertaker. Same place. So, I mean, it kind of felt like they were building up to it, and then it just never happened. It just never happened. The, the Mania match with Triple H, that's that's going to go down in history. Because that's like... Even you know, though I feel like Sting should have won that one. Oh, yeah, wholeheartedly. I think that was just Vince's final FU to WCW. Yep. But that's still, again, a memorable match. You know, him, him tag-teaming with John Cena. When did you think that was ever gonna happen? Right. I'm pretty that sure was a big moment. I'm pretty sure nobody in their right mind ever expected John Cena to be in a tag team match with Sting. And then, you know, him coming to the aid of Randy Orton. Like it like regular old vigilante Sting, just coming out of the darkness, got the baseball bat mm-hmm. and whooping everybody's ass in sight. That was fun. But I'm He's definitely had some memorable moments in WWE, but I am over the moon and I want to see what the hell happens in AEW. He's in the jungle. Man, and, and he's there to stay for a long time. Full circle. And I was just explaining this to somebody. Full circle really is full circle. For real. Like, this is, if this is where Sting ends his career, mm-hmm. I see it as no, I, I see it as the perfect ending. Exactly. I don't That's care. how I was going to describe it. It's, I, I it don't care. Perfect. I don't care who he wrestles in his last match at this point. I don't care if it's, you know, the first match, the last match, mm-hmm. the middle match, mm-hmm. singles match, D, no DQ, hell, six circles of death, whatever you want to call it. It's full circle and, and it's I feel perfect. like he can go in there with anybody. Absolutely. He's around good friends he's, he's battled with mm-hmm. that have been a good hand in his career yeah a lot of the guys in the back he already knows ddp aren't anderson tony shivani mm-hmm. dustin yeah like it, it just, it's home and, it's then, home. It's and, really and then he, like home. he also has you know 
some young talent that he could work with if he so chooses. I wouldn't mind if he had a couple matches mm-hmm. and then just managed Darby Allen for the rest of the time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't give a shit. Well, it feels I'm, like I'm pretty it feels sure. Right. Yeah, it it, de- it, it, it definitely does. It's the, the circle of life is a beautiful thing, and Sting's circle of life mm-hmm. is literally full circle. You figure WCW, and then Impact, and then WWE, mm-hmm. and now he's back on TNT. So it's literally like Sting just hit an inside the park home run and touched all the bases. Like WCW was home plate. He hit first base with Impact. He hit second base with WWE, and then now he's hitting AEW, and then pretty soon he's gonna hit that home plate again. Mm-hmm. So right now it, he's on that home run. He's on that last leg of the home run, and it's beautiful. And you know what? It, it feels right to be back with the company that's saying fuck you to WWE. Oh hell yes, I'm all for that. That that's got to be the real homer for him. <laughs> yeah, like uh, let me just stick it to these guys real quick. One last fu before, I and I think out. honestly, the roster over there for him, perfect, better than again, WWE. Again, perfect because, because you got you got the top guys in the business on the indies. Mm-hmm. You got Kenny Omega. You you got Kenny. You got Cody. But you're you're also back with um, the third generation, the people whose kids you've watched grow up. Yes, Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. Dustin's kid, Taz. Dustin Pillman's kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Um, so you're back with kids you've watched grow up. Not to mention kids whose fathers you've wrestled. Mm-hmm. You're back on the promotion on the network that you you made your fame off of. Yeah, and you've got a lot of um intertwined WCW Impact guys. Mm-hmm. In there. Um, I think Christopher that- Daniels Kazarian. Mm-hmm. People that you've wrestled with for years, yeah, after pe- yeah, WCW. yeah. People that you, the people that you know, just you know, from your time bouncing around, going to other places. Mm-hmm. Like he's even got a couple WWE guys. Granted, he didn't wrestle them, right? But he still knew them from working in the same company. You got mm-hmm. Rusev over there. You got Moxley over there. Mm-hmm. You got a few. You got a few people over there. And 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 um, WWE business wise, being what it is, the backstage, you know, had to appreciate him when he was there. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure Moxley appreciates him being there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it's not lost on anybody that was around him in those times. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm sure they all still hold him to that high regard. So I wouldn't be surprised if you know he's fully embraced in the locker room. And oh yeah, a- absolutely. But um, the one thing that sticks out to me, and and they're teasing it right now, but you talk about all those great names that he's either worked with or worked in the same company as mm-hmm. he also kind of has like a little bit of a protege oh absolutely like like not i don't know if protege would be the right word but like um someone that sees him as you know a wrestling idol yeah you got darby allen yes because yes. you literally look at sting yes. you look at darby and it's like it makes you laugh it does because I mean I'm pretty sure people knew noticed the similarities between the two of them even before. Even Sting has addressed it. Yeah, because it, it's kind of like you're looking in a mirror and looking at your younger self. But it's, it was very funny because you, you you watch the video of him coming out, saving Cody's ass, mm-hmm. and looking at everybody in the ring. The the person he looks at the longest is Darby. Yeah, yeah. When Darby's sitting, yeah. And at first it looks confrontational, 
like I dare and, you to push me. Kid. Yeah, and then and then Sting, and then Sting just real and then Sting just you know breaks that down and mm-hmm. he's like it's like I'm looking at myself. Mm-hmm. And then because it really then, is in the Cody promo when he was like things are looking really really familiar and then they uh-huh. cut to Darby Allen in the rafters. Yeah, like oh, I know where that came from. Uh huh. It's just it's. It's just it gives you goosebumps. It does, man. man. Like this is a per like just when you think wrestling can't get any better, mm-hmm. you pull out the fucking wild card with Sting, it, and it just feels like he's where he belongs. And, and he ended that he ended that whole segment in the perfect way. Mm. The only thing that's for sure about Sting is that nothing Nothing's is for sure. sure. And that is a great thing to hear mm-hmm. when you're a wrestling fan like us. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm Cody close, so see you around. Yeah, yeah, just give him that kiss on the forehead. See you around, kid. God, uh, man, I'm, I'm just... I, you guys can't see it right now, but I'm smi- we're, I, yeah, I, we're, we're smiling, smiling ear to ear yeah. just thinking about it. That's like fine, The possibilities dude. are endless with this. Him and Moxley, him and Darby, him and Cody. Him and Cody is going to be really good. Shit, yeah, I, I honestly, I, I want to see him and Cody. I, I think all these matches can be really good. Yeah, like yeah. we don't even need Sting to be old Sting. Like no, we don't even need him to be Sting from ten years ago. If not we can just all. get Sting now, if yeah. he can do half of what he used to do, yep. it's still gonna be a great match. Like I just want to see Sting hit the damn Scorpion Deathlock on somebody. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, I'm not calling it a sharpshooter anymore. It's it, scorpion it is back to being a scorpion deathlock. Mm-hmm. If I see that move in WWE, I am calling it a scorpion deathlock. But I'm glad to see Sting over there. I can't wait to see what happens. I know there's going to be nothing but good things. Yeah. But there is some it, this isn't even something big. This is just something me personally that I think I might want to see. Mm-hmm. You remember Joker's thing? Yeah, yeah, I remember Joker's thing. Would you want to see that a little bit in AEW? Or do you just want to see Black and White's thing? Because you know there's not much time. I'm so... You know what? He said he's going to be around for a long time. Now, I don't know if that means I'm going to play The Undertaker time and come back every all-in or like every, you know, every year for a match and just be behind the scenes. I don't know if that means I'm going to manage for a while or I don't if, know what that means. Or if it's going to be like, you know, Edge saying he's coming back and he he actually does a couple shows. He doesn't do every show, but he does a couple shows, mm-hmm. you know, Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be spotty. I don't know if it's going to be oh, I, I honestly, a when and where situation. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be like DDP or if it's going to be like, you know, I don't, I don't know what role he's going to really play. Yeah. Or if he's going to switch roles periodically. I feel like Sting is going to go balls to the walls with this, man. I feel like I feel like it depends, though. Because I think about people like Cody and Sting. Mm-hmm. And I feel like black and white Sting is the best way to go. Okay. But I feel like if, he, if we do Sting and Jericho, Joker Sting would be hilarious. <laughs> Joker Sting against the inner circle. That would be hilarious. Because I feel like... Um, I feel like Jericho could be ridiculous Jericho, 
but he could also be he's also the perfect person to be terrified of Joker's thing cuz he yeah because that the would character be great. work between the two of them it, would it, be hilarious it's kind of like when Jericho was going at broken Matt Hardy yes and it's yeah. like release the hounds yes. and you see all these little dogs just I come feel running like ridiculous characters work very well with Jericho yeah. so you could pull out Joker's thing for Jericho and it would work on every level Release the house. Yeah, that that's always gonna make me laugh with the little dogs chasing Vanguard. <laughs> Damn. I feel like it would work really, really well. Yo, the possibilities are really endless for Sting and big shout out to AEW because they gave all of us, you know, wrestling fans something that we wanted from our childhood. Yeah. And it, this seemed like one of those it's never gonna happen again moments. Mm-hmm. Given his uh previous injury. Because it looked yeah. like a nasty injury. Yeah. And the fact that you could see it so, like, in plain sight, and you know he's hurt, mm. it just felt like, yeah, this is he's done. We This is a sad way to end his illustrious career. Uh, but but you know what? I feel like he's a lot better at um, recovering and bringing himself back to um, a stage he can really compete at. Mm-hmm. A little more than Undertaker, because you watch the documentaries of Undertaker, and it take it took him from the Brock days, mm-hmm. getting back to the last match, his last in ring match that we went to go see. Yeah, yeah. And seeing the evolution of how long it took him to get back to that stage, mm-hmm. I feel like Sting has a lot easier time getting back to. Um, that pers- that efficiency. Yeah, and but I also I also would think just from you know, being an athlete and actually getting injuries here and there, you kind of like tend to pick up on some stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like it's easier for Sting because he's also smaller. Like Sting, you figure Sting is right. what six. Sting's about like six one, six two maybe. Yeah. So he's about my height, and then you got six ten Taker. Yeah. Naturally, yeah. when you're that big, I feel like it's going to be harder for you to recover from injury. Because look at Kevin Nash. For God's yeah. sakes, the man was walking to the ring and blew out a quad. He's got like two totally artificial knees. Yeah, like you, yeah. you might as well call him his Mr. Glass. half robot. Yeah. And Taker's already said he's had about 17 surgeries in his life. And he still needs more. Mm-hmm. But he also said he would do it all over again. I feel like Sting, it's probably easier for him to heal because, you know, it's... He's smaller. Yeah. Like, I, I, I've i gone through that stuff, too. Remember, you were there. I, I blew my Achilles out. Yep. And I was told it was going to take me, you know, nine months to recover. Sure enough, I recovered in about, like, three and a half, four. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for, for smaller people, it's probably easier to recover from injuries yeah. than it is for somebody who's, you know, 6'10", yeah. close to seven feet tall, and, like, what, 280, 290? Yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, he's he's probably got um, a lot more in him. Not a lot more. I want. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. But he's got a good two years active. I feel yeah, I was like. gonna say because he looks great for his age. Great. Like you see, better like, than Kurt. Oh God, yes. But you know, we knew Kurt was on borrowed time, but Kurt yeah, yeah. looked great. Yeah, but Kurt but Sting yeah. looks great. And yeah, Sting I mean, Sting, Sting definitely official. does look great. Like, you see him with the face paint, and you think, oh, okay, that looks like Sting from five, six, exactly. seven years ago. Exactly. You see him without the face paint, and he's like, holy shit, he actually, like, 
does look good for his age. Like yeah. you know he's up there. Yeah. Like Sting is about like I close to sixty. He might even be sixty. Well, he's around the same age as Taker. Yeah, so he's up there in age. And so yeah, he's up there. You're like, oh, this he actually looks younger than his actual age. But I, I can't wait to see this, man. This is going to be exciting. I can't wait. I can't wait for some of these stories. Mm-hmm. Because there's, there's choice people in there I would love to see them go against. Yeah. I would like, like I like I said, I, I, I'm, I love all of Cody's stories. Mm-hmm. So to see Cody and Sting would be amazing because I just know the story would be right. Yeah. Um, yeah. To see, to see the, just the throwaway match between him and Dustin. Yeah. Just face paint for face paint. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'd love to see him and Darby because they're they're like old they're like the teacher and the student. Mm-hmm. The, the the pupil and the sensei, if you will. Yeah. Just because that would be amazing. Um God, there's... him and Jericho. God, yeah, we we really could him go and MJF. Like, God, we could like, go on and on with all I these just, sting matches. Uh, Hell, why not? Throw Miro in there too, as just a regular match. <laughs> just nothing. Yeah, just, just a regular match. No, nothing against Miro, but fuck it. Let's see Sting <laughs> go up against everybody. You guys couldn't oh, cross shit. paths in WWE, so let's make it happen in AEW. Right. But uh, I love it. I yeah. Love it. So we're gonna jump right. We're gonna jump into NXT now. Um, and let's just whew, let's talk about War, War Games. Games. God, War Games, man. That pay-per-view uh, was amazing, if yeah. I do say so myself. Yeah, it was really good. Um, if you listen to our... Did we do the NXT? War no, yeah, we we did a... Uh, we made a YouTube video about our predictions. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stevie Jobber got two out of five. Yeah. I got two out of five. And, and the only person... I would have won, for the record. I would have won... But freaking Leo Ruff let us both down. Leon Ruff. Sorry. Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff let us both down. You would have won because I honestly did not want to pick Leon Ruff. <laughs> you didn't want to pick Leon Ruff. You I were going to go with Damian Priest. I was going to go with Damian Priest. Yeah. If you notice, I stuck uh, with my people for that pay-per-view for some odd reason. You did. You did, but you know what? It and it, it almost cost you. Yeah, but, it was. You know, a draw is fine. It, yeah, There's I gonna mean, be other pay per views. But I will say this though, you know how I always say that I'm better at picking main event talent than you. How? Because I've said that for the longest time, and you've always, you know, tried to disagree with me. He's out. He's he's really good at picking main event talent. You won the first two matches. Yep. You lost the last three. Mm-hmm. I lost the first three, and I won the last two. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Even though we had a draw, I'm still gonna throw this back in Stevie's face that I I'm better at main so, event talent. So what we're saying is, um, you can elevate I people. Work, I would be smacked down, and you would be wrong. It's okay because you're I getting. Make, I would make the talent, and he would just take them. And make yeah, it. And, yeah. Basically, that's how it is. SmackDown's gonna make them. Raw's gonna take basically, them. Basically, I'm NXT. Honestly, I but I've always said that, and I feel like I really am because there's let let let's look at the women's division for example. Okay. You didn't really have faith in Bailey. No. No. I said Turner heel. And she'll be great, right? 
Well, I've always said she needed to turn heel, but yes. But I said turn her heel, she'll be great. Yes. Becky Lynch. Hated her. I said change her up, and she'll be great. Hated Becky Lynch. Okay, but we can both identify a talent that isn't working currently. Rhea Ripley. Okay, no, that one I was way off. But no one expected her to go punk rock. And be like a total metalhead. I said, "Hey, I said Rhea Ripley's no got." No one expected. You that. can't tell me I didn't say Rhea Ripley has world and, champion and on. You her. know what? Let's not act like I haven't picked great ones from the jump. Because from the day I saw her in um, in the May Young Classic, I picked Shayna Baszler. Oh yes, but I saw her. yes, but I I liked Shayna too. Like I didn't. I wasn't over the moon about Shayna, but yeah. I, I kind of figured she had she had something about her. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely will give you Shayna. You you, you called Shayna from I'm, jump. I'm a sucker for people that look like they won't make it. Yeah. That's why I'm such a fan of Dakota Kai. Okay. Because Dakota Kai seems like she's just not going to work. But I, with everything I, in me, I feel like honestly, Dakota Kai yeah, you, should work. You have that because... I wasn't the hugest fan of Dakota Kai, but I was a fan of her tag team partner. I was a fan of Tegan Knox. Mm-hmm. I still am a fan of Tegan Knox, you know, until she fixes her her, knee. her her knees up a little bit. Well, she's healthy now, but I think she's still NXT UK. Oh, okay. Right, they did that old trade for Yeah. yeah. Um, but back to NXT and war games. Um, I'm just going to start with the women's war game match. Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah, that was one of the better. Very I, impressive. I I might even go as far to say, that's the best one I've seen. It was, it was very impressive. I mean, there's only been two, but that that's the best one I've seen. It was very impressive. given the they fact the given the fact that the first one was um, technically a four on two. And and you know what? Also, given the fact that they kind of threw that team together, mm-hmm. um, both of them really. Yeah, because nobody like really knew who. Uh, What's her name? Like I know they changed her name, but I keep forgetting it. Is it Raquel Gonzalez or is it Reina Gonzalez? Gonzalez? Okay, so, so she was Reina Gonzalez first, and then they changed it to Raquel. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Raquel Gonzalez, nobody really, you know, she just popped up out of the yeah, blue. Yeah, she was just Dakota's bodyguard. Yeah, and then you threw everybody else in there, and then I feel like they had nobody else for um, Shotzi's team. So yeah, so they I... just, so they just said fuck it and threw in Io Shirai. Io Shirai killed it that match though. Io Shirai was really good though. She had yeah. me dying. Like when she when she did that um that spot off the top with the trash can, I was like, oh man, that if that ain't that dangerous. Was funny. I was like, if that ain't dangerous dude that vibes, I don't know what is. But shout out to Dakota for impaling her afterwards <laughs> when she did that uh, Yo, stomp. They had some. Oh yeah. Yeah, and she like got her stuck in the trash. Yeah. The ref tried to get yeah. her out, and the ref couldn't get <laughs> her out. That was trash. funny. I was like, "Oh my god, they killed Kenny." They had some good spots in there, man. Eel was thing. funny at the top of the cage too, because she literally just had, she just had how the trash. Did she can. see out of that thing, like it had to be like such a weird angle. To Forget make sure how did she see right. out of that? How did she get the damn thing up there? <laughs> you true. gotta climb with two hands. <laughs> How did you get the damn thing? You did not climb with one hand. If you did, man, shit, shout out to you. But how did she get the trash can up there? Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. I feel like one of the refs just launched her the trash can and said, please don't <laughs> fall and don't drop it. Please don't fall and don't drop it. 
hilarious spot though. Hilarious it was. Spot. That gave me dangerous Duke vibes. I was like, all right, that looks like something I would definitely do. I could picture myself just being like, hi, mom, throwing the trash can over my head and just going, you know, balls to the walls and jumping off the damn uh, cage. Yeah, they did their damn thing, man. Yeah, that was great. Um, But obviously, you know, uh, Candice LeRae's team got the win. Yeah. Um, So Candice LeRae technically has won the most War Games matches. Oh, she was in that first one she won too? She was on Ripley's team. Oh, right, right. And now Ripley was on her team. No, Ripley was on the other team. Ripley was on... Oh, no, right, because she's heel now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ripley was on the other team. So, technically, Candace LeRae has won the most War Games matches, which is sad. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not the hugest fan of Candace LeRae. I'm not a fan of Candace LeRae at all. I, I, I could do without her. Same thing goes for... And I feel uh, like Poison Pixie has kind of been done. Yeah, same... kind of run out of the fairy tale options after Alexa Bliss. Yeah, she very, did them all. very, very true. She kind of did them all. Um, but now we're going to jump to the men's match. And another great, great match, man. Kyle O'Reilly killed it that match. The storytelling between Adam Cole and uh, Pat McAfee was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you could tell even in that match that O'Reilly and Pete Dunne were going to build to something. Yeah. Just because they were yeah. like, they started the match. And even as the match went on, I think they were the two toughest out of uh, all four of all yeah, three of them. I believe it. Uh, I, I, I can honestly say that because yeah. even you know from the start of the match they were at each other's throat. The middle of the match they were at each other's throat. Even the damn ending, you had those two staring at each other, just facing off and giving each other their best shots. Mm-hmm. Pete and O'Reilly are two two tough motherfuckers. And you know what, O'Reilly O'Reilly doesn't give you that like looking at O'Reilly you don't see it yeah his end ring is so his end ring yes and badass. even when he talks yeah like yeah I seen the uh the the segment him and Finn had with Shawn Michaels mm. he killed it when he made fun of Finn's accent he's like oh he's a good young lad isn't he <laughs> and then uh oh yeah whenever yeah, 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 yeah. O'Reilly's the yo, yeah, O'Reilly's good little Irish lad isn't he O'Reilly is the man and we've gone on a rant about that before too mm-hmm. O'Reilly's that dude I want to see O'Reilly on. as an NXT champion oh, one day he deserves it so much he and then really uh does. he had the uh the in-ring segment on NXT when Finn came back we'll mm. we'll touch on that a little bit with uh Pete Dunne and Damian Priest mm. And he started making fun of Pete Dunne's accent too. I'm like, oh, this man just got accents all over the place. You know, I think he, I think he'd be really good to take that title off of Gargano. But not to digress. But the, yeah, Kyler Riley's Kyler Riley's badass. Yeah, he. De- I would definitely give him a singles run for sure in NXT. As is Pete Dunne. Mm-hmm. They're very two tough motherfuckers. I like, um, I like how uh, McAfee kept pretending he was gonna go out. Yeah, and people kept stepping in front of him. He's mm-hmm. like, "What do you want me to do?" Uh, yeah, because you knew they were gonna save him for last. And to be fair, he did a great job too. Oh yeah, shit! For this being his second match, he's really proven himself, like talent wise. He's probably the most surprising in rings I've seen since Ronda Rousey, because we all expected Ronda's in ring work to be like subpar. But once you once she like really got mm-hmm. in there with people that could go, you're like, oh, Ronda's good. Yeah, like she like she still needed work, but you know, but she, she, was, she was able she to hold was her own. Really good, a lot better than I like half I, the women. I kind of want to say this about Pat McAfee. Mm. Do we have 
a new age Shane McMahon with Pat McAfee. Do we have a slightly more athletic Shane McMahon? He is slightly more athletic. I would definitely say that. Shane McMahon is not doing um, backflips. No, no. Pat definitely McAfee is doing now. backflips. No. They take bumps the same exact way. <laughs> they fight the same exact let, let way. Let Pat McAfee fall off a few more things. I was going to say because we'll he, we'll he, he definitely did take his fair we'll share of bumps it. in a War Games McAfee match. McAfee was, yo, like... Because a lot of people were surprised with Shane's in ring. You think of, you think about celebrity uh, uh, athletes, and I mean, like I don't know, like he's up there. Like um, I'm thinking Green Arrow, and then like Pat McAfee's a little he's better than Green Arrow. He, he like, might be a little better than Green Arrow. Like this is interesting, man. He he gives me New Age Shane McMahon vibes. Yeah, he's 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 definitely doing his thing, man. Um, I'm I mean, because I definitely said I was skeptical. But I think he would I think be good. Everyone was though. Yeah, but no, I know for for us, we were like we were skeptical, but we feel like he's gonna do good given it's NXT. Yeah, yeah. And fair to say, yeah. I mean, he's he's he he's knocking it out job. the park. Shit, between him and Leon Ruff, I don't mean very impressive. Yeah, like this. Okay, okay. So, so I have to, I I really have to take my words back because we we had chewed out Leon for a few weeks. Yeah. I mean, but seeing him in this triple threat, but it was just, it, you know, it was based off. Yeah, it was all in good. You take fun. a glance at the guy, and you know, yeah. like, he's not the most impressive looking guy. No, not at all. But watching that triple threat match, Leon Ruff can go. He did his thing. Like he did his, he showed his ass. I'm, I he approve. Was hopping and flipping and flying. I'm actually like mad he lost the title. So was I. Like I, I was genuinely pissed. Like I was rooting I was... for him on paper because. I had chosen him and they had just given him the belt. But watching him in the ring, you'd be like, I want this guy to pull it out. Yeah, like, how, why the hell did you take, like, I was mad, like, not even the fact that if I'm a fan. I'm mad at the fact that he just won. Why are you taking the belt off of him? Yeah. Even yeah, Santino yeah. had a longer run than that. Yeah. And and he, he wanted, like, watching the triple threat match and how much he wanted it. Man, like, forget this. I'm mean? putting it on paper right now. Put the title back on Leon Ruff. That's what I want. That's Give Leon want. the title. The way he was up in Damian Priest's face too. Like oh I yeah, want, he, was, he wanted all the smoke. He, real for real. He, he was wanted the man. all the smoke. Like, like he was taking the bumps. They were using him as a battering ram. Everybody looked good that match. Everybody. And you know what? I should have known from the slap in the face he gave him <laughs> when doing the "I'm not a joke" promo. Uh huh. Oh, I like him, man. Yeah. I'm sold. I I'm, like I'm sold on him too. I, I want to see more. And I said I said it on one of the previous pods. I said he started as a joke, and now you want to see how far the joke goes. Mm-hmm. He's it's still a little funny, but he is no longer a joke. No, not to me, man. No, he, I mean he's st- it's still he funny. Go. It's funny, but he can go. Yeah, I want I want to see. I'm gonna take it away. I'm I don't want to see how far the joke can go now. Mm. I want to see how far Leon Ruff can go. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely gonna be an exciting thing to see for I'm sure. Leon Ruff, I want to see him go far. Because mm-hmm. I thought Leo Ruff, Leo Rush was impressive. Yes, <laughs> but Leon Ruff, mm-hmm. this is impressive. Yeah, because yeah, now you gotta actually you gotta know his name because this dude can go. Right, you, you gotta literally put respect on his name. Right, right. So exactly. big ups to him, man. Let's see what happens with him. Um, let's touch on the the Loomis and. 
Grimes. Oh, Grimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this one right. No, you didn't. Didn't I? No. This is the one I got wrong? Yeah, Loomis won. Wait, what two did I get right? What two did I get right? I got the women's match right. I got I got the other match. Okay, we'll 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 talk about that later. Yeah, okay. we'll we'll Grimes talk about and, that Grimes later on. Yeah, Grimes and Loomis. Mm-hmm. But um, I got. I should have got this right though. Hey, I I, and I even right. said it. I was going with the bigger weirdo. I should have got this right. I I swore I swore Grimes was gonna find a way to pull this out. Mm-hmm. I swore. He, uh, I'm so mad. He's so mad at himself. I kind of figured it was gonna happen. That was another good match too. It really was a good match. They had a they had a few good matches on that card. Yeah, yeah, and they were they were surprisingly impressive because you don't look at certain gimmick matches you don't expect to be good. Mm-hmm. Any match where someone is tethered to another person you don't expect to be that great. Yeah, but they they did their thing out there. Yeah. Oh, the match that you got right was um, Champa and Thatcher. Yes. Yeah, because I I went I wanted to go with Champa so Boy, damn was that bad. A fucking match. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to go with Ciampa so bad, but I was like, you know what, let me just go with Thatcher. Something told me to go with Thatcher, and I should have just went with Ciampa. Yeah, I, I believe um, it was because you were thinking enhancement talent? No, no, I was just I was just thinking uh, Ciampa was on his way up. Mm. I I thought he was going main roster. That's why I thought he was getting. I don't think Champa will ever go main roster. Yeah, I I thought he was main roster. That's why I thought he was getting. He was taking the L and getting the bow out match. Mm. But yeah, that was a good match too. Hey, yo, what about match it would have been though? They they went the fucking. Yeah, that was a hell of a match to the very end. Because mm-hmm. like, there was even, even I thought Champa was going to lose the one. There was sometimes I thought, oh damn, he's dead. I was like, oh my god, it's over. And that's that's what you need to do with Thatcher too. Put him in there with people who can go. But that's why I like Thatcher. Like, I I remember back when I don't know if we released that pod, so I'm not gonna say anything. Bro, bro. But I. <laughs> but there was a pod where I thought if you surround two choice people mm-hmm. with a very rough and tough guy like a Pete Dunn or a yeah. Tim Thatcher, mm-hmm. that. It would just work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just a guy that likes to go out there and fucking fight. Yeah. He and definitely they is. they had a damn war out there. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. And even at the end of the match, them two, like, on the apron, staring at each other, like, this ain't over. Yeah, no, nah, it definitely this wasn't. Over. They went to, they killed each other. And it oh was a great goodness. thing to watch. Oh, I want to see him run it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let, let, we can get a second match out of that. Oh yeah, I'll oh, do yeah. three. Give me have, one. Have that. Have give that. Me one round rumble time, mm-hmm. and give me one more before you send Champa wherever you're sending him. Yeah. Give me one WrestleMania. That could happen. NXT takeover. That match. That, that could happen. NXT takeover Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's pretty much everything for uh, the NXT War Games, and there's one thing I want to talk about, and that is. Balor is officially healthy. Mm. Who do you want to see as his first challenger? Well, not his first challenger, but who do you want to see as his challenger now that he's healthy? Um, Because if I can be honest, I wouldn't mind seeing him and Kyle O'Reilly run it back one more time. I would love to see him and O'Reilly run it back. I mean, because I think that... I'm, I'm just thinking of who's left. 
Well, they teased everybody on NXT, like, who it could be. Like, they teased O'Reilly. They teased Dunn. They teased Priest. And then uh, they teased um, Karrion Cross. Who is back. Yeah, they yeah. did tease. Cross. But I don't think it's going to be Cross or Priest. I don't think it's going to be Cross. Given that, you know, he, Cross just attacked Priest. And I think, you're right. And um, Velveteen isn't doing any favors for himself. Yeah, see, so I, I feel like... Is Kushida still there? I think Kushida's still feuding with... Like, ha- having an on-off thing with somebody. I feel like, honestly, at this point, it's between Dunn and O'Reilly. Yeah, who does he have left, really? Unless you want to throw Ciampa back in the mix. That's what I was thinking. I was like, you can do Ciampa again. I, I think Ciampa and Finn I feel be- like I feel like if you're going to pull Ciampa out for one last title... Because I feel like... There's only so many more runs of that belt you can give him. Mm-hmm. Unless you but really, I, really I think build it, would, it up. I think it would be so O'Reilly. I feel like it would be too soon. I think, so you got to do... I think O'Reilly or Dunn. Yeah. Until you sign more talent or you send more talent back down. Yeah. Because they really haven't send, sent anybody back down that's what after you, Finn. That's what you got to wait on. There's got to be was a the, shift Who was the um, roster. Who was the last person they sent down? Uh, Ember Moon. Yeah. Yeah, Ember Moon was the last person they sent down. So Yeah, there's got to be there's got to be a talent shift. Fuck, send 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 some people send back Dolph down. down. <laughs> send send Dolph back down send there. Dolph Fuck, down. I'm all for it. Fuck, send, send, send you Sammy what, down you there. Send please. Dolph down and give him a year. Y'all going to want him back. Send Bobby Roode back because, down. Because oh, please send Bobby Roode back down. At this point please send, send Shinsuke Bobby Roode back down. Send Cesaro. Send Cesaro. Yeah. Since Cesaro back down, I think NXT Cesaro versus back down. I think NXT Cesaro versus Balor Listen, could be a great I, match. I feel like, yeah, I feel like they would work that. It, out. It'll it'll be like uh, Claudio Castagnoli from Ring of Honor versus yes. Prince Devitt. Yes, I feel like you send a Cesaro. I feel like one year with Cesaro. I feel like one year with Dolph Ziggler, and Vince is gonna be looking at them different. Mm-hmm. Because one year treated the right way, Dolph Ziggler. Jesus, amazing. Ooh. Amazing. That'll be amazing. Amazing. Um, But, yeah, I feel like there has to be a roster shift before there's anyone I really feel like. Mm -hmm. You can put him up against that wall that you at least feel like. This could be a time to do it. Y'all did the draft, and y'all did not send people to NXT or call people up, which you should have done because right now you're having your main champions squish everyone. And we've killed them for that already. Yeah. Like we've we've been said that y'all did the draft all wrong. Yeah. Oh, so for God's sakes, that that draft was atrocious. So we just we got to see what they're gonna do. This was one. Of, this was one of the worst drafts I've seen ever. in a few years. Ever. I don't know if they're gonna do it at Royal Rumble or after Mania, but there's got to be roster shifts. Definitely. If this is gonna work out, send like two people up, send two people down if you have to. And there's definitely, and it's got to be people that are important because mm-hmm. at this point, you want NXT to start winning these ratings again. Honestly, because it used to be close in ratings, but now they're losing by like three hundred. Fuck, send fuck, send Kevin Owens. It's gonna yeah. be a bad thing to see for the main roster. It's Kevin Owens. It's gonna be a bad thing for the main roster, but fuck it, it'll be great for NXT. But fuck it, yeah, because at this point, you gotta you gotta start considering. Wanting NXT to be the B show, and I think that's I I wholeheartedly believe or the A show, but Vince is never going to give that up. I wholeheartedly so at least make them the B show now. 
You know I, what I, mean? I wholeheartedly believe that is the reason we have not seen the Undisputed Era leave. If the Undisputed Era leaves, they are screwed. They are tanking in ratings. They, yeah, because that's really... Adam Cole is money, baby. Yes. <laughs> you you send Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era up, your two biggest names down there mm-hmm. are Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. But you got to think, every time we get a really good name, they're stolen before they can even get their big break. Yeah. Ricochet... Yeah. Black, oh God! Send Rick. Send Ricochet back. Send Alistair back. Matt Riddle back. didn't even get a solid run before they stole Matt Riddle. Fuck from no, his... he he won the tag titles for thirty seconds and then got called up with Keith Lee. Vince has been taking everyone before before Triple H can even make them. Yep. You know what I mean? Riddle was called up too soon. Keith Lee. Um. Eh, Keith Lee was a little too soon. Yeah, he but was a little it, too it, soon. It was close they enough. They kind of launched him and then immediately took him. It was close enough, but yeah, yeah. Riddle, you definitely should have left him down there longer. Um, time to develop speaking speaking on the main roster in wwe uh some of the good things they're doing are pretty good Mm -hmm. i like this randy fiend dynamic Mm -hmm. because you're starting to see a little bit of old randy not old randy but um like randy when he was first feuding with bray Mm -hmm. he's like nobody knows bray like i do um they had that segment where the lights went out and they were going out one at a time and randy said something then another light went out, and then Alexa said something. Then another light hit, then Randy said something. <laughs> Until all the lights hit, and they were off. And then you see the lights turn back on. And Fiend just standing in the ring. And Randy just holding Alexa, Alexa. holding Alexa in his arms, just staring him down. And the Fiend is like, give her back, give her back. Randy just like tosses her and sli- slides out the ring. He's like... Yeah, you're still vulnerable, man. I got you. I got your number. You're still vulnerable. This is interesting to me. It really is. I This is a feud I thought I didn't... Like as I, long as it can work. This is a feud I feel like I didn't really want to see. No. But, you know, as it's going right now, I kind of like it. I, I, maybe we'll discuss this on a other pod. Yeah, I mean, it's not a feud... I feel that, like one day we'll discuss which Bray is better. Yeah, we, we can definitely discuss that on another part. Because, I mean, like I said, I'm not loving this feud right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm liking it. Like, it, it's got me interested. Yeah. I want to see where it goes. Um, And then next up, we're going to talk Roman Reigns. And there's only so long we can talk. There's only so much time that we can talk about how much. Roman Reigns is perfection. That's why I said there's only so much time in the world that we can talk about how much we love this character right now. Ugh. And it is really, like, difficult for us to dial it down and, you know, actually keep it, you know, short and simple and sweet. But, God, this character is freaking phenomenal right now. so perfect. Like, I... But like I said earlier, we were calling for this three years ago. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't get it three years ago. Yeah. This was the... The way this has come together... Whoever called for Roman to go heel right now, give them a damn raise. Oh my god! Because I'm pretty sure it wasn't Vince. Whoever put like this, this might is, have been Paul. This is the best. This got Paul Heyman written all over it. Yeah. So I feel like this was Paul. Paul made the shot yeah. to, or made the call to turn him heel, and it worked. Oh my! god. Beating on this his cousins. So great. Like he hits his so, cousin with steel so chairs, great. and then can be like, Are "You all right? You good? The kid's good? I love you." Like, like, hey, like, like, how do you whoop your cousin's ass one week and then the next week, you good? You like, you all right? You eating right? Your family's good? This character is so 
so great. It's like real Godfather, man. He just like, beat the bricks off of your seriously. blood, and then, seriously. and then the next day, like, how you doing? You all right? It's like he's running a Samoan cartel. Yeah, like, like <laughs> your family eating right. And then, and, and, the and then if Jay, talks. and then if Jay was to be like, no, nah, man, the kids are hungry right now. And then I could picture Roman being like, my nephews are hungry. Here you go, and just right, handing him something, right, and like, and then just whooping his ass the next day, like and then really asking him again, here, like, yo, crazy, just whooping ass, and then pretending like, like you ain't even, even just whooping the ass. Even the way he talks to other people is like he's the fucking mob. Uh huh. Oh, uh, the way he he beat the brakes off of Kevin Owens. Yeah, and then he cut that promo yo, into the camera. He's like, my man, hi kids, I'm Roman Reigns. I'm the tribal chief. Like he just, I'm yours. He made it. Chief. He made it seem like he was telling a damn bedtime story. Yo, the way even the way he was beating him up, like, like you how do you do this to me? How do you whoop a grown man's? I put on your table. How do you whoop a grown man's ass and then tell a bedtime story to his kids? <laughs> tell daddy to stop messing with me. I'm gonna be the guy to taste the food off, off the table and then kick him in the head. Like damn. <laughs> And you know what I noticed about so this? Good. Every time Roman does some shit like this, Paul doesn't even want to look. Paul just it's, turns it's his head. Like, it's like freaky to Paul. Yeah, like... Paul is like it's scared. Like he, it's like he's never seen this monster knowing full and damn well he's worked with Brock Lesnar for the last 10 years. That's the funny thing. Like, like the, the dynamic is totally different. It's kind of it like... What, when it was Paul and Brock... It's it like, like that's a monster I can control. With Roman, it's like this is a monster that is controlling me. Yes, and even I'm scared. Yes, yes. that just that just credits like gives Paul credit. It's, of he's how, a whole nother monster. Yeah, it's like this is Brock yeah. is a monster I know. Yes, this is a monster I don't know, and it scares the hell out of me, just like it scares the hell out of everybody and else. You know what? I feel like it's the complicity. Like Brock is so simple. Mm-hmm. He just wants to win. And beat people up. Very simple. Yeah. Roman has a whole complex. Yeah, like he he actually him. has a character. And it just Brock was the, the beast. living daylights out of Brock him. was the beast who just did nothing but fight. Roman is the tribal chief who wants to control everyone and everything. Yes. And will whoop everyone's ass until it happens. And that's what scares Paul. And you Paul. know what? He talks so convincingly. You almost like it's almost scares you into believing. God, and there was a time because the points are so good. And there was a time we did not want to hear Roman talk at all. And now we want to hear at Roman every time talk. we grabbed the mic. You were like, "Oh my God, no, please no!" Like, <laughs> like but I, now who who oh my God. man whoever is writing these promos for Roman, whoever came up with this idea, seriously, even thank when he you. ducks people, it's hilarious. Yeah. Like when Kevin wanted to fight and he was like, come on, man, there's a lady in the ring. Like, what's wrong with you? Even in this past like, week when, when he wanted to, when Kevin wanted him to come to the ring and Paul had to tell him, no, you're the tribal chief. You don't answer to him. He answers to you. And like, you like yeah, he's like, you know what? You're right. That's why I have you around. And he walked to the back. Kevin chased him into the back and then got his ass whooped. Now we're doing this on my time because you're coming for me. You're not mm-hmm. calling me to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is just so good, so good. God, so there, good. there's only so much we can oh talk. Like we, we could talk about this on and on to the cows come home, but man, I mean, 
are you actually glad that this is Kevin Owens that we're seeing it go up you against? You know what's funny? This has been the best Kevin Owens I've seen in a while. He's giving me punk vibes. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm getting CM Punk vibes. Mm-hmm. Like, not completely of a guy like I'm who... saying what everyone's thinking. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm... Give me the microphone. Let me talk. It's like real punk slash Piper. Yeah. Like, you can tell he isn't completely happy with the mm-hmm. company. Or he's at least he's making it seem like he's not completely happy. But he's still putting out phenomenal work. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it does. It reminds me of... Oh, God. What year was it? 20... 2012, 2011, whenever Punk had the pipe bomb. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was around 2012. Yeah, see, so it, it, it's like Punk pipe bomb. Yeah. That, that's what it reminds me of. So I'm actually excited to see this. This this on paper looks good. In the ring, it looks good. On the mic, it looks good. Roman, his talking got better. I Kept... like truth Roman, too. Yeah. Like, that'll tell you some shit you, like, everyone knows, but, mm-hmm. like, really hurts you like, yeah 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 <laughs> but if again i feel like that's just the credit to whoever is writing for roman yeah because i yeah. doubt he's coming up with all this on his own yeah i mean if he is kudos to him shit we he was better than we thought Wait. but whoever is coming up with this stuff man they deserve a big raise a pat on the back a high five free lunch you know whatever you want seriously shout out to whoever's working on roman stuff yeah, yeah, you know, we, we got a wrestler of the pod, but now this is probably going to be the first and only time we're going to do an executive of the pod. <laughs> Shout out to whoever is writing this stuff for Roman Reigns and Seriously. coming up with this. Seriously. Because it's gold. And I don't know Absolutely. who it is, but my money's on Paul Heyman. I think Heyman, my money's on Heyman. But um, I think that's pretty much all we got, man. Um, You got anything you want to say? Um, I heard they're bringing back the Slammies. <laughs> That's about all I got. What the hell do we need the Slammies for? I don't know. Why do they keep bringing this back? Jesus, man. Stop bringing back the Slammies. We We don't need the Slammies. We don't care. Stop acting like this is the NBA. (laughs) We can tell you everything you're going to tell us in the Slammies right here on the Dangerous Jobbers podcast, man. And you'll be lying in your Slammies. Yeah, for real. I will say this though, the last thing, the last funny thing I remember about the Slammies is when R Truth did the whole Steve Harvey thing. Oh, jeez, I don't do remember that. He was like, yeah. "Female Superstar of the Year, Paige," mm-hmm. and then he's like, "No, it wasn't you. I made a mistake. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Wrong paper. It's Nikki oh, Bella." Man. Nah, but I'm gonna jump into some shoutouts real quick. Um, you're a fan of football and you like trash talking. Go hit up Facebook NFL Trash Talk 2020. That group is awesome from top to bottom. Like I always say, it's a trash talk environment, but it's a fun environment. So go find them on Facebook, NFL Trash Talk 2020. Uh, I'm going to do a couple other shout-outs for our YouTube people. Reckless Pops, Fets Frequency, D the Toy Hunter. If you guys do not know those channels, you should go check them out. They're awesome. They're great supporters of us, just like we're supporters of them. And what makes it even better is... They know they wrestling. So definitely go check them out. Fetch Frequency, Reckless Pops, D the Toy Hunter. Uh, Stevie Jobber, I, right. know, I know to, you got uh, some stuff in the tuck, to, so what you want to talk about? Uh, heading in our Twitter bag, two, uh, two podcasts I want to shout out. Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast. Um, they're consistently putting out good stuff. 
Um, I see them all the time on Twitter. They're always online. They're always doing something, and I love hard work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what we do out here. And uh, shout-out to them. Shout-out to Jaded Wrestling Podcast. Um, and shout-out to you guys, man. Yeah, definitely. Shout-out to y'all for listening every week. Um, we, you know, we check the numbers every day because we're mm-hmm. terrible. Um, <laughs> and there's there's always somebody listening at least at least two or three every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what this is for, man. Whether it's one person, two people, three people, or one, two, three hundred people. Yeah, every day consistently somebody is listening to us. Yeah, as long and uh, we really appreciate it, and we're working on more content for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always pods to go back and listen to if you're listening to us for the first time. We don't just do weekly updates. We go back. We do other special pods. Mm-hmm. So you can keep going back and listening to more stuff. Man. And you can you can also find us on YouTube because we we'll do wrestling stuff on YouTube as well. We'll do Pop Funko stuff over there, man. We'll do a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Without you guys, there is no us, and we love doing this for you guys. Uh, so I think that's pretty much it, brother. You got yeah, anything else you want to touch man. on? No, nope, that's it. Like that. All right, guys. Well, you know the deal. Have fun. Stay blessed and stay, stay dangerous. dangerous.